The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. (laughs) You are listening to the Burroughs of Berea. Well, welcome back to the Burroughs of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Billy I. Candy Kimsey. Put me in the garden so Eve can have a candy apple. (laughs) (laughs) What is the apple, actually? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. I all... know, but I bet it's sweet. Oh, you just heard <laughs> Tiziana, mom's so hard, subverse. No. Are you momming? No. You ain't momming right now at all. No. Not no, that's my mommy. That's how my mom's so hard today. No, I said no. Oh, <laughs> the answer no. is no. Not no talking about it. <laughs> yeah, wait till they say it back. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, they do. And Cherry the Annihilator <laughs> Lewis. Hello. Sarita the Edge Edgerton. Hey, y'all. Behind the glass, Rocket Man, Andy Bishop, Pacal, and Big Daddy Carter. Oh yeah! <laughs> and straight, <laughs> straight out of con- straight out of Compton Rockets. I can't help it. I can't get I used it. to it. I love it. So uh, you know, we're all here. Yes. Can you believe it? The gang's all here. It is. That's true. Started from oh, the bottom. Now the whole team's yeah. here. Ah, so listen, I got a joke. Oh, I got a joke. I can't wait. In the foyer of a church. A young boy was looking at a plaque with the names of men and women who had died in various wars. He asked the pastor, who are these people? And the pastor said, those are members from our church who died in service. And the boy asked, the early service or the second service? (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. That's funny. This dog and this cat are having a fight. And it's great. (laughs) I love it. It's so, the cutest fight I've ever seen. So as as you can hear, Tiziana is here with all the burrows. She has been on the notes from the underground mm-hmm. only for the past few months, and she's been working really hard for five or six months. We finally brought it out from the underground. Yep. <laughs> the underground is above ground. <laughs> yeah. right now until she Crawled goes back out. under. Yeah, until I have to go nurse again and I crawl back underground. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll say, um, I think all of us can agree that you did a fantastic job on your study, all that research and all that oh, yeah. effort that you put into it. And so we really appreciate it. Thanks. And so uh, this is going to be a roundtable discussion about that study. And also, um, not really, a, well, I guess it could be a Q&A, but we're all going to talk about homosexuality in the Bible or same-sex, same-sex activity in the Bible. And then either where we come from traditionally or where we have gotten to at this point in our life. And just kind of like talk it out, you know, we're, we're not very well known for resolving issues and I get it, but I, I like the fact that we can talk about it openly and care about one another. And I want to keep it that way, right? So shut your mouth. No, I'm just kidding. No, Who are so- you talking about, Willis? <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? So, um, so any, any thoughts, Tiziana? I, I mean, I know we did a little follow-up that came out before this episode, but any little follow-up thoughts that you that you've thought about since you've closed that study? Well, no, but I did, after our follow-up conversation, go back and do a little bit of extra research so that I would know my ass from a hole in the ground oh. about <laughs> some other stuff that I was just like going, wah, 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 but I hadn't really looked into it. 
So I, I wanted to be sure that I had some substance for the blah, blah, which yeah. I, I did a little bit extra, but not a whole lot. Yeah, sure. I made, I made a comment. I referenced a study like it's from 2004 that I didn't have the particulars for. So I went and looked up those particulars. But yeah. other than that, no. I'm just ready to be, honestly, I'm just ready to be done with it. I know. It's a tough topic. It's a triggering topic for a lot of people or activating topic, however you want to say it. It's It's one that I don't, it's one that I feel strongly about, but I also understand why other people don't feel so strongly, mm-hmm. you know? And so I don't think it's something that, I don't think it's something that can be resolved. Listen, my little sister is one of my favorite people on the whole planet. She's got the spirit of God in her. Her heart and soul are just, what she has suffered in her life and how she's been able to still be a good person is miraculous. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful human being. The Lord told her that because the Bible says the four corners of the earth, that the earth is flat. Mm-hmm. The Lord told her that. You can't talk her out of it. Right. And even Peter, or even Paul says, just because I think I'm justified in my own mind doesn't mean that I am. And when I die and go to heaven, that's when we'll all figure it all out, mm-hmm. right? Paul says that about himself, just because I think I'm justified. So I accept that just because I feel strongly and just because I feel certain that I did this study and I understand and I've got it figured out for myself, just because I think the Lord told me the world is flat or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't, I also know that it's not, it's not really up to me to decide what God tells anyone else. Yeah. And I, and it's not up to me to decide how anyone else responds to those same scriptures. Because the fact of the matter is the unfortunate reality is we don't actually know mm-hmm. because we weren't there we weren't. And so we have to just be willing to kind of like roll with the punches and try to try to interpret it for the best of our abilities. Like I talked about one of the earliest examples, there was no such thing as like computers and pornography in the, in Hebrew Bible or in old, old times. Mm -hmm. So like we can't, as modern Christians look to the Bible for an exact scriptural reference in Leviticus that says, don't watch porn. You know, we have to extrapolate that. So because we have to extrapolate that, I accept that. I'm, I might be extrapolating in a different direction. And so I don't, I don't, I don't know that I can, I don't feel strongly that I need to convince or anyone or talk anyone into anything. Thank you for not, and no one could see my air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just for those of you listening, since that's all of you, I did air quotes around convince anyone. So, you know. Well, what I'd hope that our listeners would do uh, is what I wanted to do, which was just to shut up and listen for a while because, I've never heard it from that perspective. I've definitely never heard all of the research that you brought out. Not at all. I didn't know anything about the Hellenistic period or the Greeks. Uh, I didn't know anything about pederasty. Mm -hmm. None of that. I didn't know it. Yes? I am actually wanting to do a study here at some point, on a side study or whatever, um, on the Greek Greek worldview and Mm -hmm. how it still permeates our culture Mm -hmm. versus the Hebrew worldview. That's Mm -hmm. a good one. Which Jesus, that would have been... His worldview. Right. And mm. how the Hellenistic Greek worldview, because the spiritual world is all good and the earth is all bad. Mm-hmm. That is a Hellenistic worldview that we still have. Heaven good, earth bad. Mm-hmm. Heaven good, earth bad. That yeah. dichotomy. And that is not the Jewish worldview. But I want to do a, a study on that, so I'm going to leave that because that's not anything. But when, when you came out with all the things about the Greek culture and Corinth and and the you know you know Corinthianize as a as a verb you know I've heard that from pastors over time just how absolutely horrid and abominable what they did was and you know I've I've done some studies on the gods Moloch mm-hmm. um, his wife gosh I can't remember it would be Aphrodite and um, the third, I can't remember the third one. Um, oh, Baal. And 
and how they're very similar throughout cultures. So those three gods are very similar throughout every culture. If you go back as far as Sanskrit that we know from the original and how what they were doing in those temples in Corinth wasn't any different than what they were doing many, many generations back in those temples to those gods because they're essentially the same gods. And But anyway, it was some of the stuff that you brought up was very poignant, though I didn't agree with everything. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it was very poignant, and you had done your research, for sure. Well, and if you want any support in doing a side study on the difference in Greek thought and Greek um, sort of like cosmology versus Jewish cosmology and Jewish thought, I, I, I'm happy to loan you any books or participate in that study because I think that's a brilliant study, and you're absolutely right. There are a lot of ways that the, that, that the Greek thought and the way that um, Greek philosophy and and all of that sort of seeped in and became sort of a it became a global worldview, and and it's hard sometimes to parse out. And it was what, because of Alexander the Great, absolutely, and and because of the Septuagint, and really when and I and this is and I've been just listening to a bunch of different people and reading about it, but when the disciples, the ones called by Jesus, were gone, there disciples that their people that studied under them and then so forth and so on became more Hellenistic. Mm. And so it was really the second to third generation after where the worldview switched from the way Paul, Peter, um, the the Hebrew way of thinking, and it changed to a Greek way of thinking. It is really fascinating. I when can't you wait see to hear that study. The study. Um, yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting to hear how that affected the way the Bible was written because it was after that that they actually wrote it. Well, and that's what I mean, because we have the Septuagint. Okay, so you have the Hebrew Bible, right, which is written in Hebrew, and then you have the Septuagint, which is translated into Greek, and then you have the um, Vulgate, which is when it's translated into Latin. And so since all a lot of these people were reading the Septuagint and not the the original Hebrew, even some of the ways that they were walking around believing what the Hebrew Bible said wasn't accurate because it was based on the way that it was translated into Greek, which necessarily included some Greek influence in the way that Greek people thought and did things because that's what language is a reflection of a culture. And mm-hmm. so it's it's almost impossible to to translate things cleanly from culture to culture. You're almost always going to have that cultural lens or influence. And so, you know, the fact that all these people were reading the Septuagint too and not the actual Hebrew, you know, I think that affected things as well. Mm-hmm. So back to the topic at hand. So everybody, you know, when it comes to now, based on what she said, homosexuality wasn't a word. So let's talk about same sex relationships, but biblical. Okay. So if we're talking about biblical, I said in our follow up that there are no um, examples or discussions in regard to a same sex relationship that's considered. Okay, in the Bible, it's never discussed. Mm-hmm. Am I right? There's some now. <clears throat> there's some. There's some chatter and some thought around Jonathan and David's relationship. Nope. But that is also highly debatable. So that's the only possible example that I could possibly offer is that some scholars and some folks have suggested. That that was that that was an issue. Well, I've that maybe also heard Jonathan the same thing about Jesus and John. I've, but I've in the heard Hebrew culture, it was frowned upon. Yeah, in the Hebrew culture, and so they would not have what was frowned upon. Same sex relations because they were trying. Like I love what she said. They were trying to take the pagan out of the Jew 
the he- the Hebrew, mm-hmm. and and God was trying to make them into His people with His laws and His dictates, and try to take that paganism out of them. I, she didn't say it just like that, but it was something. That's mm-hmm. the way I heard yeah. it. So yeah, um, but. David and Jonathan would have been raised in a Hebrew culture, going to Hebrew school and learning the ways of the Hebrew law and 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 doctrine, and they would not home and same sex relations mm-hmm. were not a part of that. But yeah, so but in their culture, they that would doesn't not, mean they wouldn't have yeah. done that it. That doesn't mean they wouldn't have done because it. Because over sure, time, it's exactly been frowned upon say, in yeah. almost every society. In fact, in fact, it still is frowned upon in most societies, and it's still people prevalent. still wind up being gay no yeah. matter how much they went to For sure. Bible school. Right. I mean, you know? animals—they—they're. They're, I went they're, to they're, Christian school with an, a kid who fought his whole life. Animals you know? do things. I've got two boy puppies at the house, and I'm. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we said it. We said it in the last uh, one, but yeah, but yeah, there's there's homosexuality all across the animal kingdom in certain amounts. But mm-hmm. I do agree with Sarita that it is quite <clears> an extrapolation, right? The Bible never explicitly says that. It never says that Jonathan slept with David. It said that, you know, he loved him and took his, you know, robes off and presented him in extremely intimate fashion. It doesn't have to have been because Jonathan was gay and loved and David. And we can read anything we but want to But we can read anything it. we want into it. Yeah, so so I, I absolutely, I just like, if I'm digging for any possible example, that's the only one like in my studies or like in my education that came up as a like, well, that's kind of weird. Certain ways that Jonathan behaved towards David also are not how Hebrew boys would have behaved. And so it's kind of like, conf- there, there's just been a question mark there is really all that is yeah. scholars have said. I think one of the biggest issues that I've seen in regard to the church and homosexuality, and, and not so much in America, but just by and large historically, is that there is a push for the acceptance of the practice because of it being a loving relationship versus being like you talked a lot. A lot of the biblical mm-hmm. um, points were coming from like rape, right? Yeah. Like uh, abuse, yeah. uh, physical abuse of male to male for domination and power. Yeah, and power desire for something odd. Yeah. The desire for fetishizing sex and sexuality. Right, right, right. Yeah. But the idea that, okay, so. If the Bible, if the Bible doesn't really, it shows more prohibition towards the act uh, of sexual acts between males mm-hmm. than. Well, and really, what's weird is it only is anal sex. Right. That's the only thing. So, like, it never says anything about oral sex. It, it's weird. It's it's because the only exact legal prohibition we have is specifically against penetrating another man, right. period. Mm-hmm. That's the part where it gets weird. There's no other... There's also prohibition against anal sex where it's a man and a woman, though. Mm. It's it's still illegal in Arizona to have anal. Well, that's what you'd said in the last right. study was that the that there was... <laughs> I just realized what Ralph said. <laughs> <laughs> you also can't wash your donkey in a tub in Arizona, so... Yes. Or um, steal yellow kitchen grease in North Carolina. <laughs> Breaking the you know? law. Yeah. Breaking the law. Yeah. I'm not going to Arizona. <laughs> I got nothing to do in Arizona. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No one yeah. Canceling my vacation. But I think, I I'm think going th- to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. micro beer. They let anything go in Colorado. So if you, you know, so, so let's talk about the church. I come from a very rigid, traditional upbringing in the church, right? Uh, as far as whenever I went to church. Now, I was in a family that weren't believers either, so I had I, I kind of had both there. But 
the idea that a homosexual male could be the pastor of a church or a homosexual female could be a pastor of a church is mm-hmm. foreign to our traditional church, right? And I say our, I can't talk about every church in America. I'm talking about the churches that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And they use these scriptures, a lot of which we didn't go over, but if it says that he, that he should be a husband of one wife, we're so traditional that because I've been divorced and remarried, I can't be a pastor of a church. Yeah, I can't and, be a pastor of a Presbyterian church if it's if it's a classical Presbyterian church because women aren't allowed to right be elders or ministers. And it's strictly because it comes out of the Bible because right. they read this letter written yeah. by Paul to Timothy and explaining to him, the, you know, or to Titus, whoever it was he was talking to, what the recommendation that he gives for how the church should be set up, right? And because he does that and it's a biblical sense, then that is like an order from God. God has ordered, this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. A husband of one wife, he shall not be a drunkard. He must be, mm-hmm. you know, he has to, his kids have to be in good order and good discipline. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to show these things. And because of that, mm-hmm. they think, or not they think, but my church, where you know where I'm at. If you don't meet that criteria, you're not good enough to serve. You're not. You can't be a member of the cloth. It's really but, not even about good enough. It's just that you don't qualify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not good enough. You, it's in black. It's in black <laughs> and white. Qualifications. <laughs> qualifications don't necessarily mean positive or negative. It's okay. qualifications. Yeah. You know, I don't have a doctorate, and so therefore I can't gotcha. go. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just saying that it removes you of your qualification. It doesn't negate you as a human being, and it certainly doesn't negate you as somebody that can serve in the church and do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You just can't be the pastor of that church or of a church, right? Mm. So whenever they see females or homosexuals that are leaders of churches, Mm -hmm. that is to them an abomination. It's a violation of what God, how he sets it up, right? Mm -hmm. So because of that, if you think about the traditional thinking, all of those verses like you've read, the clobber verses, the verses from the Mm -hmm. Old Testament, when they see those, it's pretty plain. It's kind of cut and dry Mm -hmm. for them. Sure. Very easily to see that. It's black and white. It, well, it is. Literally. But black yeah. and white. It says, you know, and like, mm-hmm. okay, so you man remember when you did the one? Lay with man. Like the one that you did mm-hmm. in your, it was, I think that was in the very first study you did or second study you did. A man shall not lay with a man as if it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Without That's knowing, even with the cultural bias or the cultural things or if it being rape, you, people who are like me and you and everyone else that doesn't have all this research or looking into the culture, we're reading that Bible and we're saying... That's pretty simple. It just says, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Now, we also know that it doesn't say anything about women. We, you've talked about that. Like, oh, yeah. Funny mm-hmm. enough, it doesn't actually get into women. But that's not really surprising to me either because women were not considered even citizens of their country. Mm-mm. They were second class, which is, mm-hmm. we look at that now, and we think that's deplorable. Even in Hebrew culture, women weren't allowed to give their testimony in court because they're, you know, such liars. It, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> like, well, I mean, they, they were such liars. Yeah, yes. like they weren't even their their testimony like wasn't even considered in court because like you know they're just women or whatever. That, again, but that's one of the reasons why I think Jesus was such a great dude because mm-hmm. he was a champion of women. He came from a culture that was not right. a champion of well, women. Most men listen, had Christianity has done more to raise the status of women, mm. period, than any other culture, religion sect, whatever, because before Jesus, there wasn't any status as women. And all of a sudden you got him talking, you know, his disciples are, you know, thanking Lydia and talking about 
whatever. I can't remember which Priscilla and whichever one is a boy. Which is, yeah, Phoebe. Priscilla and Aquila and Phoebe. One of those and, yeah. is a girl. One of those is a boy. I never know because the names mm-hmm. end in A. Priscilla and I'm a was Spanish, a girl. And I'm a Spanish speaker, so if it ends in A, it's a feminine word. Right. So <laughs> they're both feminine to me, but I oh. know they're not. But all that to say, when you look at, it took a while to get there, but where Christianity went and the status of women in those countries for the most part, I have it pretty good compared to Mary, mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene. I have it pretty good compared to Joan of Arc. Well, I have it pretty good compared to the six wives of Henry But you think that's in regard to Christianity, or you think that's in regard to the advancement of our culture? I think it's in the— I, I think those things can be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I, the I Jewish think that- people treated their women— as less than because you, in order to be Jewish, your mother has to be Jewish, and 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 they, I don't think they were put down. And I think that there's a lot of I see women, Ruth, happening. and all kinds of different <laughs> no, people no, in no. the I Old mean, Testament that were women that yeah, were you know power yeah. women. I think that I think that we have to remember that there is Judaism as this like religion, and then there's Judaism as like a culture. And that it just like you have Christianity as a religion, but you have American Christians as a culture. Like there's lots of people that only go to church on Easter and Christmas and they consider themselves a Christian, but really it's Sienies, more of like a culture. Baby, <laughs> yeah, it's really more of like a cultural thing that My they mama went in. So I am. Well, right. Maybe, maybe, yeah, exactly. maybe in America, but I mean, if you go to many South American countries, women are still treated less absolutely, than men. Absolutely, absolutely. So, right. So what I mean by that is, is that, you know, when we talk about like researching Judaism, we talk about researching Jewish culture, we talk about reading the Bible, again, we're talking about a whole culture's specific religious experience. There's a lot else involved in that, you Mm -hmm. know? So like maybe they culturally had this law in the books that like women couldn't give testimony in court, which they did. But like then in their spiritual texts, they've got these elevated beings like Esther and Ruth and all this other stuff. And so I think that what you see there, like Andy said, is the true story of God being woven into the story of man, despite man, which was to man and woman created he them in his image. Mm-hmm. You made which me was sound elevate, pretty smart. Which, yeah. man, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> which was to elevate them. Smeller. And there's been in United States, for example, I mean, the, the civil rights movement was was largely spearheaded by by black churches. The black church was a, a Christian church, I specify, was a, is a, was a major breeding ground for a lot of the civil rights movement and for a lot of the... Um, the, the um, ideas that were spawned, you know, like the Montgomery bus boycott that happened as a grassroots, you know, in the black churches where they're able to get together and discuss and talk and stuff. So, so you cannot, you cannot remove Christianity and Christ from civil rights. And I think that's more to your point, Sarita, is that there's definitely, um, there's a place in our culture where Jesus Christ and the civil rights movement in one way or another, have held hands. Whether it's people with disabilities, which the you know I think that Christian parents fought to have their children in their homes instead of institutionalized in nineteen in nineteen fifty six, which gave birth to the Ark of the United States, which is a nonprofit organization in Washington. You had Christian Black Christians fighting for civil rights. You have like you know all of these amazing women in the Bible that are being elevated by Jesus. So I think that like the ultimate goal of Christianity is one deeply rooted in human rights and in elevating people and in lifting them up and in not in letting people free from all kinds of slavery, whether it's like a cultural opinion about who you are or like an actual law about what your value is just because of your race or your, you know, sexual identity or whatever. You know, I think that those two things often, I mean, they've always worked together. And just since I'm a woman, I'm going to say that the majority of people who are doing crisis pregnancy ministries are women, though you won't hear that on the national news because we should all be pro-choice. But the people inside 
those centers helping those women, they're women. Mm. We're women helping each other. And, you know, as far Which as... Which is as it should be. You know, really. There shouldn't I mean, be a man in that space trying we to... Do hey, not, I'm no on your defense, side. Literally no, on no your offense side to these right gentlemen. <laughs> like, if I was, like, struggling with whether or not I wanted to keep a baby and I walked in the room and there was Ralph, I'd be yeah. like, oh, oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love you and wow. everything, but I would be much more that, likely to receive that counseling from, like... abortion. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. It'd be like, you know, like, I would be much more likely to receive counseling from you know another woman who had been pregnant you know let like, me up, up. Yeah. we have we have we have one no man offense. that just ralphie just happened to be across from me really too like this is the only reason i threw hey, you on the bus I'm, I'm on your side on this <laughs> <laughs> thank god you can carry that weight bro no, no, offense, no offense ralph but you look like a baby killer in our center we have two men and because there are men that come in with the women. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they minister to those boys, those young men, and talk to them about the choice that they're, they're having to be a part of. And so I do think there is a place for men in that particular they're, – they're the, they're the sperm donors. They're the fathers. Sure, yeah. They have a right but to – But they talk to, to the dudes. They talk to the dudes. I like yeah, they don't talk to the gals. That's really what I was getting at. legislating that you can't get an abortion without his permission. I mean, if you both are together, you both ought to be able to have a say in the baby's life. Yeah. This is a, this is That's about homosexuality. Okay, in the Bible. Yeah. 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 There's no babies there. So I wanted to say something else in regard to the like. Here's the here's the rub. Okay, so the rub is this: homosexuals are allowed to make the choices in their life that they decide, and they can live and love and do as they please. The church doesn't have a problem. With that, and let me say it like this, they recognize the action as sin, they recognize the, that people are humans and they're going to do. Now, that, I can't speak for every single person in the church, I'm just saying they recognize that and they see it as sin, but they don't discount the fact that they're human beings and they have a right to life and a right, you know, yeah. the same things that we all have as, as, as human beings. It's whenever the homosexual agenda and there is one because they they've been stifled for so long and they're trying to speak out and they want to come out and say what and they have the right to do that in our country and should but it's whenever they involve themselves into the church and they begin to what the christians believe or the traditional christians believe not the progressive or the new the newer christians they believe that they are coming in to upset the apple cart and to make this religion their religion rather than do you see what I'm saying? I do. I do. I see what you're saying. Um, and I think um, that's where a lot of people get angry because they're like, do your thing, fine. You, I'll but, say what I said to that other guy. God forbid we change anything ever. That what now? God forbid we change anything. Not religion, not government, not the way things work. It but would no, be but terrible. That's, but see, that's the, that's the whole point of the Christian faith is that you've got a book that is 3,500 years old that it's they're believing. It's been changing the whole time, though. But they believe that book. The whole time it's been changing. What the has whole been? Time. Christianity. Christi- been changing the whole time. What is changing? Vatican One, Vatican Two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, we went through all of those creeds that we went the through that one time. It has been Hebrews. changing perpetually, and now it's stone? No. Right? No, that's no, no, no. crazy. It was stone. It, it was, was absolutely never two it was big never stones. Stone. That's where it started. <laughs> It was never stone. It changed the whole time. It went from Judaism to Christianity, the Reformation, Vatican I, Vatican II, constant change. Okay, listen, what you're talking about, what you're talking about, I'm talking about the Bible that they use as the baseline of their faith. 
Right, but that has in, not changed. But the that interpretation book is of still it the has same. many times. The so, interpretation has changed. Times, yes, yes. yes. I absolutely. I, I, I think might. I think there's something that I feel about this, and 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 I. Everybody gets to believe what they want, and they get to do what they want. The only thing I don't like about the church and homosexuality is they are more prejudiced against homosexuals than any other sin that there is. You can kill someone, come back to church. You can steal. You can have an affair. You can this. You can that. But if you're homosexual, you cannot come in here. Well, I, mean, I agree I- with you, Ralph. And that's wrong. They they shouldn't they shouldn't be biased and like that. That was really the whole point of the study mm-hmm. is that because you're right, Rick, we have this book and we're trying to go on in a concrete fashion. We have, you know, rules about who can and can't be a pastor in certain denominations based on interpretations of Titus. Mm-hmm. We have rules about what women can roles women can and can't hold in the church based on what we read in in, um, in Timothy and in Corinthians, mm-hmm. right? We do all these things and 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 in some regards I believe that as modern Christians, we miss the point mm-hmm. and we end up causing more harm to women or to, you know, men that have been divorced mm-hmm. than than good. And I'll, and while we are not going to inhibit women or men who have been divorced from serving God in any capacity that God chooses, I believe that the church as a structure are doing those identities a disservice by telling them what they can and can't do based on interpretations of texts that are 3,500 years old. See, now I'm going to make a bunch of people mad. It's, 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 Go get them, Ralph. It's so, especially as I start off the women, uh, it's okay to have a men's club and women can't come in. You sure. There's, there's the no. Pro- I, don't, I don't have a problem totally with fine. it. I don't have a problem with it if you want to have a club. Boy Scouts are a terrible women example. Don't get a Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's at, that's at, a, right. in the church. I know. Uh, whatever yeah. church, whatever domination is, is a club, and they say these are the rules of a club. Now you follow the rules, you get to come in. You don't follow the rules, you don't get to come in. The only problem I have with any of it is the prejudice uh, and the way that some of, some people get treated, whether it's gay people or people that steal or people that are poor, or because mm-hmm. I've seen it all. I've seen sure. people too heavy, not allowed into churches or not welcome. I've seen all kinds of things. Because they're so, disrespecting their temple by being gluttonous or whatever. Well, just because the, the the pastor doesn't want that kind of person in his church. He doesn't want to see those people uh, there. So wow. don't put those people on TV. Uh, oh, so yeah. it's... It's the prejudice from mm-hmm. the churches and, and 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 a lot of organizations, not just churches, mm-hmm. a lot of organizations. That, but the thing is, is if every every place of business and every church is allowed to have whatever rules they want, and mm-hmm. you can either come in and obey the rules, or come in and not obey the rules and just don't tell anybody about it and don't try to change them. But like that, you were but saying, that is here, not you know, come in, but just don't try to change us to your but way. Je- of thinking. But Jesus didn't come to just give everybody a free for all. Jesus didn't go to church. No. Jesus went to the people, and, and he point, went to the poor and the lepers and the and the and the Jesus, people cheating Jesus on their wives. Made the church, and, and, and Jesus he is the church. Yeah, mother church. That is, I mean, that is totally scriptural. My point is, is that he didn't come to give us a free for all. It doesn't mean that because Jesus came and died that we can just do whatever. I didn't say anything. No, but I'm just saying that there are certain things that are considered truth and certain things that are considered not true and certain things that are considered right and certain things that are considered wrong, good, bad. The Bible's pretty distinct. I don't disagree with that. What I disagree with Mm -hmm. is the fact that we treat people that are gay worse than anything else in the especially the church, especially the church. 
They treat people who are gay worse than murderers, worse than people that steal, worse than people that cheat. There are pastors that cheat on their wives and all of this other crap that goes on and stealing and everything. Look at some of these pastors that have gone to jail and and, and have been shamed in in public, and, and they're out there preaching again. They get to be forgiven, and they get to be part of the church, but you... God forbid somebody... So uh, you mentioned that earlier, and that's what I was getting ready to say. The acknowledgement. The acknowledgement. Why did they get to? So they let's say that Jim Baker was a piece of crap, and he did what he did with what's-her-name, and he stole money. Was it Fawn? Jessica? Was it Jessica Hahn. Hahn, yeah. Who also knew Sam Kinison. That was from an earlier talk. But long, long story short here is that Jim Baker, the reason why he was accepted back in was because everything that he did wrong, he acknowledged publicly... Is he? Is it good or bad? I, I we don't. None of we. Nobody knows his heart. But his church, that group, said, "Okay, so you have said that you you did this and this and this and you you're sorry. You're not going to continue in that." And you guys are we, both right. You're I both know, right. I get it. You're I, both. You're right. right. And so, and and for me, this is exactly this discussion right here that you two are having is exactly why I did this study in the first place. Right. Because what Ralph is saying is that we treat homosexuality as like worse than any other sin and it's not fair. What I'm saying is to be gay isn't a sin. The the things that are a sin are the things that I brought to light in my study. Fornicating outside of marriage, having sex with people that are not your, you know, for the sake of power and control, having sex with idolatry. Like I went and looked up fornication because that came out and we talked about that in the last one. And what's really weird is that the word fornicating, if you looked it up in the, um, in the, I did, by the way. Yeah. It, there's there's multiple words. I heard what you said. Yeah, yeah I know. What you said. I was like, I'm coming uh-uh. in with that. I know. But if you looked up fornication, there were two definitions. And the one that was used in, in Corinthians when he looked up fornicator, it had to do, it's adultery and idolatry. And yeah, look it up. But I, yeah, because let's talk about that. But so that's really, that's what I'm so saying that's so inflammatory what? is that homosexual as an orientation, if you are a Christian and you have a homosexual orientation, but you are committed to, you know, keeping your sexuality confined into a committed, loving, you know, relationship. You're not doing all this other stuff. You're, you're, you're allowing yourself to be perfected glory to glory, just like the rest of us and working on your, your, your sins of lying and self-loathing, all their stuff. I don't believe that homosexuality as a sexual orientation needs to be repented from. That was the whole point of my study. Yeah. And so that's where we, that's where we wind up. And that's where I find myself kind of on the outside of the circle, because this is often what happens. You have these compassionate folks that are just like, look, you know, you can be gay. You just can't be any of these other things because you don't qualify. Or if you're gay, that's fine. It's the same as any other sin. What I'm saying is I don't believe that the Bible says homosexuality is an orientation is a sin. And again, a lot of that largely based on Matthew 19. But for me, there's tons of sexual activity that God really doesn't want us to do. And if you're gay or straight, he doesn't want you to do those things. Mm -hmm. And that everybody, whether you're gay or straight, should be not doing those things. Mm -hmm. And if you are saved, whether you're gay or straight, those things should grieve your heart. And that's really like the whole point. So like for me, these kind of conversations about whether or not the church is treating homosexuality as any other sin— to me, the church is missing the point in treating it as a sin, as an orientation at all. Well, and that's, and that's what, where that's, and I, I know that I. That's where I ruffle feathers right with, there. With well, the, that's where that's where the that's where it, it, that is the rub. Yeah, that is the rub because mm-hmm. I would say predominantly the Christian church believes yeah. that homosexuality is a sin. I think the Methodist Church just had a massive split. The United Methodist they lost a bunch. I saw Mary McLeod yeah. commenting yep, yeah. on a the bunch United left. Methodists. Yeah, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she got real mad. 
one of the first denominations to really come out and say, just like Seventh-day Adventists were the first denomination to acknowledge that black people were uh, human beings that deserved to be baptized. Right. And I'm sure so lots every of people denomination, were mad about that, too. I'm sure absolutely. they were. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took a long time. You weren't even allowed to marry a black person if you were white until 1964, V versus Loving, Loving versus uh, State of Virginia. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to civil rights, Christianity has worked really hard in a lot of ways to overcome a lot of cultural beliefs regarding people of color. And I think that in some regards, the Methodist church is kind of doing that same thing regarding um, regarding homosexuals. The unfortunate reality of it is that a lot of gay people aren't saved. And so a lot of gay people are out there engaging in activity that a saved person wouldn't engage in. And so they're equating their unsaved activity with being gay. And that's the mistake, I think. And, and so I think, gay and people I think are kind of like- perpetuates them- Acting out, yeah, and 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 forcing it down people's throats because th- they've been shunned, and because of this. And I think that, yeah, I've, gosh, I wish Christ was here, and I wish all of the churches would fall down, and I wish everybody would worship together, and yeah. that everybody would get together, and we would take care of each other, and you know, people are sinning all over this world every single day, and, yeah. and we're all going to church. And I know lots of gay... <laughs> and, and we're all yeah. sinners. So, you know, let's let's accept everybody. Let's let's bring everybody in the church, and let's try to to, to grow them in faith and love uh, so that they, yeah. that, they, that they don't sin. And just remember, but, you're not going to hell for the fact that your neighbor is sleeping with someone they're not supposed to That's a be. good point, too. I mean, even in the case of somebody like Haggard, where they acknowledge an individual sin, it's not as if they stopped sinning from that point on. Mm-mm. Right. So, and, and I'm with TZ, or at least I am in spirit as much as I can be. But but that's just, I got the heathen on my side. That that bodes well for my argument. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah, yeah. I think you should joking. just I think I'm you should just, just be nice to yeah. people. Well, I mean, the thing is, the fact of the matter is, is that like you know, Rick, you over here talking about the gay agenda, which I don't even really, I don't really know what that is. I hear a lot of people talk about that. I know that's such bullshit. Isn't well, it? I don't know what it is, and I don't necessarily <laughs> no, need to get into it. Absolutely not. I don't know what absolutely. it is. Absolutely, that is not but, bullshit. But here's that's the not thing. Bullshit. But here's the thing. In the Let church, me, for real. Well, well, that I don't in know. The church. Oh, in I don't the know. Church. I'm not We're talking, not talking about, about the world. I'm talking about the church. I'm not. I I, I <sighs> thought like when somebody says the gay agenda, I th- I it draws a picture of like a cabal of gay people like rubbing their hands together, <laughs> trying to make everybody gay. <laughs> like, well, like, that's how what do I've we heard. Make people gay. So yeah, I, I, but but I, but yeah. I want to say this because the fact of the matter is, is that like I know so many gay Christians and I know so many gay families. And I know so many gay married couples that go to bed at nine o'clock at night and take their kids to the library on Saturday. Right. And they're not out there like trying to like, you know, show off their boobs at the gay pride parade. Like just, you can be that if you want to. But what I'm saying is what happens as Christians is that we equate homosexuality with the really loud and, you know, um, over demonstrative and the like, accept me, accept me the way that I am. And so, let's be fair. New York fun, in the 70s. Generally very fun. Generally very fun. I had a gay man Sing me happy birthday, all of Marilyn Monroe wearing a water bra and a shaved chest on my, oh my 18th God. birthday. It was very a entertaining. What bra? Water, water bra. bra. What's anyway, a, what's a water bra? Totally different story. But I mean, like the <laughs> thing is, but the fact of the matter is, like I've oh, known, Google I've it, known, man. I've known plenty. <laughs> what? I've known plenty of gay men that would never in a million years harm a child. And I know plenty of straight men that have. Oh, absolutely. You know, like what I'm saying is, is that I think what happens is we've got this picture of what but, gay is that includes all these other things that are just basically what an unsaved person is. Mm-hmm. We don't know enough gay Christians that are living in loving, committed relationships, which we would call, you know, heteronormativity. But that's a whole other conversation where it's like, I'm I'm like saying you can be gay as long as you do it like a, a, a white married 
you know, heteronormative couple. But, and, and I am saying that, and I do get in trouble for that in the gay community because they're like, we can live however we want. Yes, you can. You're not saved. I'm not, I'm not talking to you if you're not saved. I'm not talking to you if you're not saved, but your homosexuality and your unsaved, na- like your not saved nature are two separate things to me. And that, again- And we conflate them, that's, I think. It really comes down to those two points. You think that homosexuality is not a sin and others believe that it is. Yeah, that's it. That's the bottom that's line. The yeah. bottom that was the whole line. point of my study. And if you if you listen to my study and you go, that's a bunch of bullshit, they're going to hell. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm, I don't can't tell you otherwise yeah. because I don't even know they're sure that I'm right. Mm. <laughs> I just think that I am. I might be wrong. Yeah. I don't think that I am based on the study that I did. But if you listen to, to every last ounce of what I said and you don't have any questions about it, you're just like, yeah, but I still think it's wrong. Okay, you probably also think that women should shut up in church and not cut their hair. Fine, mm-hmm. I can't tell you that that's a bunch of shit either. And there's, there's <laughs> a, there is, there's a lot of, and, and again, traditionally speaking, like a lot of those things, when we talk about women speaking in church, I do not, what does Paul say? I, do not, I, do, I suffer not a woman. Yeah, or to have any authority over a man or to speak in church. Is that not what he says? Yeah, that's what he says. So should it's black and white? Yeah. Now, so so should there ever be a female pastor? No, there shouldn't. If, you course, if you're going to do that now, uh, what about Sunday? You, hold on. What about a Sunday school teacher? Not if they're little boys in the class. Okay, but only so so a female should only be able to speak over females. Well, no. when is there a man? Older women. When does a male become women? a man? If they're still a little boy, maybe, but like certainly not a high school age class. Depends on if they're a eunuch or not. Yeah. What? I disagree with that. The, I disagree the, too. The only, only <laughs> I'm saying if you take it literally. Yep, there it we're is. supposed it's... to instruct our children. And so as long as in our culture today. You're not supposed to instruct other people's children. So that would You're be a You're supposed to instruct children. your children. Yes. And so that, because it's the family, right? So if we're going to take it uh, to the letter. Which I have done to the letter. No, no, and you yeah, instructed my children school. all the way. <laughs> yeah. And that's wonderful. I'm yeah. just saying that if we're going to take it to the letter and there's no room for error, like I think that a woman can speak in church anytime she would like, personally, because I don't live in Corinth and I don't have these temple women that are coming in screaming in my church. That's or what Or you Paul, don't go to church in a Jewish synagogue where women sat in the top and had to yell down at their exactly. husbands. Exactly. Yeah. And he says, I, you know, I don't allow a woman to speak in it. Why? Because he wanted to keep order in that city at that time with that culture. Yes. Was he talking about our culture? Well, if we're going to read it to the letter, then we're going to live it to the letter, or we're going to be allowed to interpret. If we decide to interpret and let things go, then what Tiziana is bringing to the table is completely accurate, and you have to be able to go with it. It doesn't actually talk about it if you really study it. Now, if you disagree with that, then you have to bring it in the culture, in the language, in the same way. But I think or it's already interpreted. It. I think we've already interpreted by our misinterpretation. Well, no, but but for her interpretation, it is that homosexuality is not a sin. For other, as for, an orientation, is not a sin. But all of the activity that was same sex activity that they were doing in the Bible was bad, and they shouldn't be doing and, that. And see, and for me, to me, it's it's completely clear that the Bible, in my opinion, says that homosexuality is a sin. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. And I can't unsee it. I, that's how I see yeah. it. I see it because of the design of the family and all the way down through the ages. And, and and I don't disagree with you. I just disagree with the way that we treat them versus everybody else. I don't well, hate. But when see, we that's talk the point. I don't we, hate. We talk about how no, we, no, I'm not, I'm not talking hating. about that. It's just I, I, just because we're here in Asheville and 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 I've worked in West Asheville and I've seen it. Um, I it's 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 we're very unwelcoming. 
So it's it's it, we should not. You mean churches, churches and people that are Christians. I've seen. I, 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 it's okay. So if it's okay to be friend with your brother-in-law who cheated on his wife, and it's okay to invite him over for steak dinner. Why can't you invite the gay couple over? But well, it has that, to do with repenting. But it has to do with repenting. Well, so good. the point is, it's like if your brother, hang if on your a Rick has been trying Look, to speak for God's sake, if they don't believe it, let Rick say it. Rick, Rick Carter. One of the biggest, Tiziani, you brought up a point about homosexuality. There's like two different classes almost. There are the casual persons that you know so much well that were Christians, and they're sweet and caring people. Then there's another class that Andy says are fun people. Well, the fun people seem and never the twain shall meet. Never, never the just- twain. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I was like, those, those kidding. Like, yeah. The one thing about the fun that's classified as the fun people, they hitch themselves to pride. Yeah, the, some they, of those people are the people that Tiziana is are talking about. It's just you know they have a weekend once a f-ing year where they get to be super loud, and they're not like that every day. Right. Again, as Tiziana said, you just made these two polar opposites and are going to talk about them like there's nobody in the right. middle of that line. Well, That's you, not true. Oh, I understand that, but they're hitching themselves to pride, and when you hitch yourself mm-hmm. to pride, well, so here, here's here's what we're missing: sin, sin is sin. But you don't go to hell for sin. You go to hell for not believing the Jesus. But pridefulness is one of the chiefest of sins. Uh, that, oh, are you talking about pride? Pride parade being bad the, the, because the, it's a it's an example of, of air, pride. like pride. We could talk about a, a particular oh, person in, in political realm. He, okay. He's he, the disdain for that man is biggestly because of his own pride, his own pridefulness in his general demeanor. Okay. So, oh, so your problem with the pride parade. This, I'm not saying a problem uh-huh. with the pride. I'm saying the disdain that the church mm-hmm. may have towards homosexuality mm-hmm. is the people that hitch themselves to pridefulness. Oh, well, and I think the and, church's problem is the people that are hitching themselves to like sexual <clears throat> immorality and like lasciviousness. Well, that and, is true because of what Rick is talking whether about. Whether they're gay or straight, the though, black and white of how the Bible currently is written. Yeah. And if you take it literally. Oh yeah. You're, that's what they're taking. But what makes the disdain for it, I feel, mm-hmm. is that they're the ones that hitch themselves to pridefulness. And mm-hmm. that can be orchestrated as, you know, yes, it may be one day a, a year, but it, they begin to progress it to where it's, it's every day. Well, it's like... Well, I think I, that, I, I, that, yeah, that feels like a caricature. Well, I, that feels like a straw man. Of the category. Yeah, that feels it, like a straw well, man. Well, and again, yeah. so what you're saying is when you're That's talking... Let me see if I can understand exclude people what you're saying. Because, hey, we're gonna, they're going to scream, so we're going to say they're like everybody. And again, so you're, when you're talking about people who make their homosexuality like such a, such a source of their identity, it's what they put forward all the time, that they're prideful about it, that they display it all the time, that it's like who you have shout sex with is all of a sudden bigger than any other aspect of your personality. And I sat there and had a conversation with a gay man probably like two years ago where he was just like, I don't understand kids these days. Like, don't you do anything else? Like, right. <laughs> like art, oh, what kind of books yeah, you're reading? I'm, like, why do you want to hang your hat on your sexual identity? Right. And there is something to say about identity politics. Right. And when you choose one aspect of the self. But again, that would be but again, the, the gay... these are unsaved people. I don't disagree with you. They're unsaved people. I don't disagree and with so I can't, I'm not going to sit there just like Paul says in Corinthians. If you're going to leave, like if you're going to remove yourself from all the idolaters in the world, then you're, you're going to remove yourself from the whole world. I'm not here to judge them. I'm talking about once you've come into the church. And if you come into the church and you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and after that conversion experience, you are still homosexual in your orientation because you might have a genetic anomaly. That's the thing I looked up. I was talking about rams. They did a giant study where they took rams that were attracted to rams and ewes that were attracted to rams and rams that were attracted to ewes, right? Boy, 
boy rams, boy sheep attracted to boy sheep, boy sheep attracted to girl sheep, and girl sheep attracted to boy sheep, okay? They studied their brains, and there's this particular part of the brain that's related to the androgen testosterone and how it turns into this other hormone that I can't remember. And in boy attracted to boy brains, it was very small. In girl attracted to boy brains, it was very small. And in boy attracted to girl brains, it was very big. So there's some like these, and and the way that the hormones were produced. So what they're saying and what this study showed, it's a 2004 study, is that in the brains of rams that are attracted to rams, there is a hormonal activity in this very special isolated part of the brain. And I can read all the words to you, but it's annoying. So I figured I'd just summarize that acts the same as girl brains. What I'm saying is there is a lot of genetics that we haven't wrapped our head around. And uh-huh. one of them, genetic and androgen insensitivity syndrome, you can be born with an XY chromosome, but your body, your hormones are releasing androgens like testosterone. But for some reason, your cellular structure is unable to um, absorb or interact with those androgens. So the part of your body that would be distend and become testicles stays up into your body. And so these people are born and they, they look like they have vaginas and they they look like whatever, but they don't ever turn into one or the other. They have to take replacement hormones. So what I'm saying is that person might be walking around with an XY chromosome and be attracted to women because they have an XY chromosome, but because their body doesn't respond at all to androgens, they just never turned into a boy. And what I'm saying is that person has to live in that body, a body that God made that way, and I'm not going to sit here and tell them that their God-made body is evil and that they have to sleep with a boy because they have a vagina, even though they have an XY chromosome and they have a disorder. The thing is, that's just one. There are literally hundreds of chromosomal and hormonal disorders that participate in how our bodies become what they become, why our sexual identities become what they become. And what I'm suggesting is that as Christians, we don't have all that genetic information. We don't make people give a blood test. This isn't Gattaca when they become a Christian. And if you don't know what's going on there, then you don't get to say that that person's sexual identity isn't also somehow related to what's going on with them genetically. We don't know. So all of this talk about how the gays are, if they're not saved, I don't, that's irrelevant. So They're not saved. And if they are saved, they're not gonna go to hell because they're gay. That's not why you go to hell. Yeah. And so I, so I just, that's my bottom line is that like, when we try to get into these discussions about the gay community, I'm like, they're not saved. I'm only talking about saved people. I just saw a guy on a a corner this weekend, uh, yelling and screaming about everybody's going to hell. It was at the Apple festival. You're going to hell for this. You're going to hell for this. Your guy said, uh, you go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your savior, pal. You quit telling people that they're going to hell for every little thing. Try to bring them in, and you're not. You're never going to get somebody to repent so, if you're screaming and yelling <clears throat> at him. He's going to go to hell. Something that you were while you were sitting there and you were talking about that, Tiziana, it's something that keeps coming to my mind, and it has been over the past few years since we started this podcast. And that's we are dealing with an ancient book, and the your sister who is a flat earther. I have a lot of friends that I friends, true friends that I love dearly in my whole heart that simply do not believe that anything has ever left our atmosphere and that we are living in a glass bubble and that we live on a flat earth. That is what they believe because Mm -hmm. biblical cosmology teaches that. The Bible is very clear. If you read the Bible, it teaches a flat earth with a dome, period. So either A, that is true, or B, it's not, and how we are interpreting mm-hmm. what those ancients saw their world as. Yeah. 
and how they described their world at the time with the tools that they had, mm-hmm. that now that opens it up to interpretation. Yeah. They saw the sky, the night sky people as fabric. They literally thought it was fabric well, with holes, of, holes poked in, well, and you could well, most put of the, time they're the sitting stars in tents. that the Lord placed the stars they're sitting in, in them. tents that were fabric that had holes in them, and any light shine through them would look like it was a starry sky. They had that's a good point. Or animal skin. So, if biblical cosmology, because I dare, I dare say, feel free to go into the Bible, do your research, and bring it back to me. I know, I know for a fact, Sarita's husband is a land surveyor, and he can tell you that there is a globe that we live on. Yeah, they have to account for it. She they was talking to, about right? that a little while but ago. Yeah. what Mike cannot do is take the Bible and prove to me that the earth is not a flat surface, a plane with a dome. He can't do it. The circle of the earth is the circle of the earth. You can search all you want. You're not going to find it. In the Bible. Not a chance. It doesn't exist. Why do we say it today? People who believe in modern science and the advancement of science and rocketry and astronomy and being able to go actually out of this atmosphere into space and do this research and see telescopes that are out there, these biblical cosmologists simply just don't believe that any of it's real. They believe all of it is fake because they believe in the Bible so hard. Instead of saying, is it possible that the human beings that God was talking to at that time with what they had in their tools, were unable. that is how they interpreted yeah. the world, but that doesn't mean that it, it takes away from an almighty, all-knowing God. Yeah, the humans, the humans were unable to picture because the Because the way she just described cellular composition in a human being and how we don't even understand genetically how all of these things work. We we haven't even scratched the surface. And so is it possible that we're reading an ancient book with a modern lens and we're just, we're the stupid ones. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But Leviticus, <laughs> but Leviticus is clear. Uh, you know, man should not lay with a man. That there's there's no interpretation there. But you can but you, you can you, have you, oral sex with them. Did that's you listen? Did you listen like, to uh, part that's two? That's the joke. Like, I, I, oh, I, yeah. did you I did, listen to I her did. study part I just, two? Just because I said uh, that I don't like the way we treat them, and it, sin is still sin, and it still what, says you, you just quoted a Bible verse that she went through painstaking processes of trying to show you that that was actually about man on man rape and abuse. It had nothing uh, to do in the context of. Temple, a temple worship and, and an idolatry. Because of, that's because that of the God, that's not the, the way I've exactly. read it or been taught saying, it or have interpreted it. But you see, you guys just did it again. I just, I just you, proved your point. No, yes. you just no. did it again. You just said, well, it's pretty plain as day. It says this, so there. And it's like, actually, maybe that is the case, but that's what I'm saying. Predominantly, most people read it and they say it, that's what it is. Is it quite possible that we're using our modern minds and we're really missing the whole point? So, well, so, so, all right, so could, how far do we take that back? Well, how many okay. times Good have question. I said we're going to die wait, and we could wait. find out that we were let's, all wrong? Let's Absolutely. go back to the I've Ten Commandments. Should we take times. any of those literally? That we shouldn't do any of those? Or should we? Well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Should we steal? I mean, you're. It's it was for them well, at that time period for their their own benefit. We we're much more modern, looking at it through our modern lens. Uh-huh. I don't know. So maybe we shouldn't worry about stealing, could, murdering, adultering, no. honoring our parents. That we could thing. solve this by treating it the same way Tiziana treated the other verse. We could look at it in its historical context and see what it meant to them then. And if it meant that to them then, maybe we can reflect that it means that to us now. And if its historical context proves that that somehow 
do not murder means don't kick flip, then maybe we need to reassess ourselves. So, but but we have to. We can treat the two the same as Tiziana. We could treat them both the same as Tiziana treated that one. It's not absurd. No, it's not. But and See, just and so, so it's a simple solution. And so then we have to go to those clobber passages where it has all the sins listed. She did. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Those sins are still things that are going on today. Yeah, yeah. we still people. That's so, right. I mean, those that means Because the Bible teaches that the world is broken. Yeah. The Bible at the simplest at the simplest point is that God made everything. He made it perfect. He was happy with it. That's the idea. Right? But then you have the Calvinists that come long time later and say, that was all ordained from the beginning of the world and yes. every single human being. Yes. Right? You have all of these interpretations of, and every time you get a new view of the Bible, you go back to the beginning and you read right through it. And you get a new, go back to the beginning and you read right through it. It's constantly well, reinterpreting Well, every time you look at your past and you see it as quote unquote, uh, vision is 2020, it's almost you're becoming a Calvinist because then you can see, well, this was ordained, this was ordained, this was ordained because it all went into place mm-hmm. to where I'm at today. But the, so the basic line, the basic storyline of the Bible is God created everything. It was perfect. Then this hellish creature, the devil comes in and tricks mankind into eating this fruit and then all hell breaks loose forever. But then Christ comes and he resolves that problem. Yes. But the problem is still here, but it's how we, it's how we live our life, how we interpret it because he took the sins of the world away. Yes. But we're still dying every single day. But thankfully, we're not living under a covenant of law. We're living under a covenant of So when she asked me the question earlier about the covenant of law, which was, should you live by the Ten Commandments? Do you know why I had a hard time answering the question? I understand. Because that law was fulfilled on the cross. Absolutely. Does that allow me to steal? No, because Christ taught me much later that I shouldn't take from others. In fact, if we're going to hold everybody to the law— and you really want to focus on the law, then you might as well go ahead and listen to the things that Jesus also said, which was be ready to take it on the right cheek, mister. Are you going to do it? Are you going to lay down your fighting? And are you going to let people hurt you instead? Are you going to pray for them that are using you and abusing you and actually never lift a finger? No, I'm going to shoot them because that's my right. Bull, that is not what he teaches. Oh, I can defend myself. Fine, teach me. Show me where he says that. Show me where it actually says that. It doesn't. You are black and white interpreting it or you're being loose based on what you want. If you are afraid and you want to carry a gun, then friggin' carry a gun, but don't bring your Bible and try to prove it to me because you're not going to. That's an American right. That's not a biblical teaching. Well, and, and Period. even like what discussed in Matthew 19 when the Pharisees are questioning Jesus about marriage and, and, and the Pharisees say, well, Moses said that we could present a certificate of divorce and that was fine. That is the law. That is the law and the law is good. Well, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, the only reason he did that is because you guys were hard-hearted. That was never really the design. That's right. And so even when we talk about the Bible says this is the law, we have to be willing to understand that God was meeting a people where they were at and dealing with them where they were at, but that wasn't necessarily where he intended for them to be all along. Like for example, and this one too is like, this one's kind of a weird mess that not really anyone's been able to really understand, but Numbers 5, 11 through 28 describes if you think a woman's been unfaithful, that you can bring her to the priest and he makes her drink bitter water and induces a miscarriage Mm -hmm. and her womb will fall out. We've read it. That's yeah. We've talked about that, right? Like, but does that mean that God approves of abortion? Like you would have to, you, you can't just look at these texts and be like, I had to look look up the reverend because I remember what it was, but like, we can't just look at that text and be like, well, that's what God says. If you think a woman's been unfaithful, you can just, you know, and you know, give, give her an abortion. You can't, you can't do that. You know where that comes from? 
That's interesting. I, I sent that to you today. Jasher. Jasher, chapter 2, verse 20. And it states, some of the sons of men caused their wives to drink a drought that, that would render them barren in order that they might they might retain their figures and whereby their beauty appearance might not fade. And when the sons of men caused some of their wives to drink, Zelia drank with them, and the child-bearing women appeared abominable in the sight of their husbands as widows, whilst their husband lived for the barren ones only they were attracted. And wow. That, and that was the during plot to absorb. Yeah. That was during Methuselah's time. Yeah, that's weird. But all I'm saying is, is that like in order to fully like parse out what's going on there, you got to do a little bit of cultural relevance in right. order to understand what's going on. And that's all I'm saying about the Levitical law because people get stuck on that Levitical law, but I don't see you getting stuck on don't wear clothes woven of more than two kind of cloth. You don't. Are you wearing a no. spandex poly blend, poly blend, right, blend right now yes. or are you just wearing only cotton? Are you so eating, I find people you that get fried stuck shrimp? on that one law. Do you eat fried shrimp? Yeah. I know, never mind, Billy. I know you don't, but do, do you eat fried shrimp? We yeah. are. You've already heard this, right? Only to be polite. You can't. <laughs> but just so you know, it's a prohibition. It's something that you can't do. But yet we do it. And why do right. we say it's okay? Why do we say it's okay? Oh, because that was their culture. Hmm. Well, why is it okay for that, but it's not okay for the other things that we're talking and about? And I and I think that it's, either I, live by it or shut up. I think we've just been ingrained with it. I mean, I think a lot of what we believe about Christianity is well, just what we've been taught for the, so long. The whole purpose of this talk, if you're telling us to shut up, I'm, that's that goes against the purpose no, of no, this no. talk right if now. If you're going to point the finger and say we're going to live by every single word in this book to the letter of the law, then get to live in it. Yeah. And if you're not going to do it, then shut up. Because you don't, you can't put a law on me if you're not. No, 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 not you. No. <laughs> in general, in general. Well, and, and the thing is, and I'm Sarita, not, and I'm not. Sarita, we know better. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, she carries a gun and she's allowed, and I'm not even interested in that. But I don't yeah, want to get shot. I mean, and, I, and, I, and again, like, I, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I'm just saying is that, like, when we take our Christianity and we hinder it on one law in Leviticus, one law instead of looking at like all these other things and like all these other examples and all this other stuff, you know, and when we are excluding an entire group of people from service and when we're saying you don't belong in the kingdom of God unless you repent, you know, like, you know, yes, you got to repent. You can't be a Christian and still have a homosexual orientation. You can't be a Christian and you can't, um, you know, be in a loving, committed, married relationship. You can't do that. You're not allowed. And we base it on this one law, but yet we're not doing that for all these other laws. It makes, I don't understand that. And I, I literally don't understand that when, when we let people that are wearing you know, clothing woven from more than one kind of cloth in or whatever, all these well, other the, things. Well, in the, repen you know, in and repentance again, is true. And again, it's only because I've done the research and I've, I've outlined what I think that verse is in reference to and so, all so that's right there. The whole point, I think, is what she said. And I think we all have our own what I think. Yeah. What I think. Mm -hmm. what right. What I think. What I think, and I'm yeah, not but I'm saying right. what I'm thinking. Yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking, what I'm thinking. I <laughs> yeah. think we all I'm, have I what I think. Right. <laughs> I think we all have what I yeah. think, and I, I tell you what I yeah. think and what I know, because mm -hmm. I love everyone in this room. Yeah. Yes. And we yeah. all love you too. Even, 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 even He's not in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I know, I, but I can I'd walk around and go to the fridge. I, oh, I this appreciate is all part you of the guys. Well, I appreciate everybody coming here all the time and even having talks like this. Yeah. Where we have difference of opinions and uh, and and we believe this or we think this, but we mm -hmm. still keep coming back in here mm -hmm. and talking because it's not that we're trying to have angst with anyone or no. we're trying to prove that we're right, right. and yeah. someone else is wrong. Is that we're talking to all you people out there and letting you know that God loves you. 
and that mm-hmm. we love you, and that we'd like for you to accept Jesus Christ yeah. as your Savior like we have. That's it. So, and then let the rest fall into place, do you know? Can we get, all right, so Cherry, you've been incredibly quiet this whole time because we I are- I mean, she's we, been chatting me up. I don't know about you. Yeah, I know, I'm yeah. <laughs> do you have anything you want to add to this? Because we're getting close to the end, and I'd really like to hear your perspective on this. It was to my understanding, the question was, does Scripture approve of or disapprove of same-sex relationships? Right. At this point, if you're going to say- the law was fulfilled when Christ came, then you would have to then say, adding on to what you said when Sarita asked about the Ten Commandments, what are you going to do? Throws that, throw those out the window as well. And you said, of course, Christ came, fulfilled it, and showed us a more and better way of living our lives mm-hmm. because that had been fulfilled and the new covenant came in. Yeah. So at this point, then I would have to say, I don't see any scripture in the Bible, specifically cut and dry, that would say it would disprove or approve of same-sex marriages Hmm. or relationships. There's nothing definitive in there if you're going to say that the old covenant has been fulfilled. It's passed away. Then that ex-nays Leviticus. And then if you look into the New Testament, there's nothing in there that definitively states this is acceptable. Mm -hmm. There's nothing either way. Right. All that is, is except for the is, Romans one that she brings up, Romans one eighteen through thirty two that you talk about. All right, or Paul that's says, a New Testament where it's you, Paul. Yeah. Therefore, you cannot judge anyone because you you've done the same things. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you look, yeah. but giving up natural affection, which right, she no. described, but natural affection and burning in lust one towards another was considering considered wrong according to Paul. Right. Reading that without the cultural reference, which even what she said, even that Greek is different, mm-hmm. and scholars will tell you so. But they were also He's quoting un- the wisdom of Solomon, we think. Mm-hmm. So so with that being said, then you have to read it with cultural context and the understanding of the change of the language from Hebrew language into Greek language to understand that when that Greek into Latin and Latin into English. And- yes. So when that starts happening, you're right back to square one with understanding, yeah. like you said, Jesus was speaking to the people of that time in a way for them to understand. Mm -hmm. So when you start changing languages and you start changing interpretations of languages and translations of languages and to the people that you're speaking to, then there you are again. You're right back to the way that it's said, to who it's said to, but cut and dry without, without looking. You have to look into the culture of those people, what was going on, their gods, what, 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 what Jesus was trying to tell them, you know, throughout the Bible is that, you know, you have been set aside, whether you want to call it the Jews as God's people in the Old Testament or us now, because we're all the church now, mm-hmm. we are still God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a definitive part there that you have to accept and realize that you've been called to be higher than what he told us don't be a part of throughout Scripture, but still, there's no Scripture in there that definitively accepts it or then would deny it. Yeah, I agree with that. Because the thing is, you really can't say there's no Scripture that tells you whether or not it is or isn't okay to have involuntary amputation. Because there are people that just feel like their left arm or their right leg doesn't belong to their body and they feel really weird about it and they need to get it removed and they will voluntarily amputate. There's no like direct law about what that, you know, because that's an invention of modern society that's rooted in modern surgery. You you know, like you can't, there's also nothing that says you can't undergo a sex change operation. 
There's nothing, there's no biblical law that not says if you, you are not allowed. Not if you read the scripture. To, so there's all kinds of these like modern things that are sort of like the inventions. I mean, you can extrapolate, right? Like you can try and like figure it out what maybe God would have done or said. But again, you know, you're talking about these people that might be born with both sets of genitals and that, because that happens, it happens. Um, and then doctors and parents are making a decision for that person to remove one set or the other. And then as that person grows up, they're like, no, you cut off the wrong one. And then right. they'll go and get a surgery. There's nothing in the Bible that says that, because that's a, there's nothing in the Bible that says whether you can or can't do that and what that means. So we just are kind of like left well, trying to extrapolate. Yeah. They left those babies on the hill to die. But but also, They left them out for exposure. If a baby was born like that, they would routinely just leave them out to die. So, oh, you yeah. know, I don't think God wants us to do that either. I was going to show you an example, and then I wanted to ask Billy something too. Uh, you know how you talked about, like, there's there's nothing in the Bible that really talks about watching porn, right? But, oh, oh, here we go, Billy. Billy looks no. scared. Here we go, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm not asking Billy. It's not a porno question. No, not for you. Not yet, Billy. I'll get to you in a second. Cut off my hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point is, is that when you extrapolate from the Bible, you, you would think, okay, well, God covered the nakedness of man with skins because he didn't want them to be seen naked. Also, he was told you should not look upon some no one's naked body. That determined by God saying, don't look at another person's naked body is enough for us to extrapolate and to put that across our also, entire cultural got, idea. You also got Cain during Noah's time. Yeah. That looked upon his dad. It wasn't covered. No, no, no. Mm. Ham. Or Ham did. Yeah. Yes. Ham. Yeah. I get the name from it though. Yeah. Cain Ham. killed Abel. Ham, yeah, yeah, Ham looked upon Noah, yes. and that was considered, you know, abominable to to them. Anyway, my point well, is— he called that, in his brothers, too, to, like, mock his dad. It yeah. was pretty disrespectful. I know it's a complicated, but it's, again, yeah. more text that but, adds. But, again, the way that it's extrapolated. Right. You, yeah. you can Absolutely. extrapolate these things to create the moral law that you're looking for. Right. But, you know, anyway. Well, the thing is, you have to. Because we don't, you know, you we, we're living in this modern world and we're all just doing our best to try and like live our lo- lives. And, you know, Ralph made a great point. You just don't join that club if you don't like those rules. That's why there's so many denominations. Yeah. So I just won't go join the denominations that like have a sort of catch-all homosexualities and orientation is unacceptable. And, I, and, and, I that, and people that don't feel that way won't. That's I mean, the part that's, that I loathe. I hate it. I hate the fact yeah. that we're so fractured by this. We are fractured by our interpretations. That's what it's about. I mean, there are churches so, that have been fractured over whether or not you had real wine or grape juice in I communion. Agree. I mean, Mark, yeah. Martin yeah. Luther. So Billy. Yeah. Calvin and I mean, come on now, Billy. Oh, the, the thirty-nine articles and, like, and Andy's back there going, a, and you guys wonder so why metal. I'm not <laughs> a well, part of this. The unfortunate reality <laughs> is that that's, that's actually true. Not why. Like, no, that's <laughs> I mean that <laughs> happens a lot too. Like when Christians can't even agree on things, you know. But like that, that that, that doesn't it doesn't necessarily. I want to know well, what you but, want. You I want to know what Billy's question yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Oh. No, sorry. So Billy, yeah. why do you love porn so much? No. <laughs> why not? Duh. No. So Billy, you've obviously thin. it would depend on which kind of porn you've been watching, listening. Really, you know, oh, oh, really. Oh, let's just be honest. Food porn. Really? That would be a food preference. Porn. Candy porn. <laughs> Candy. What? Um, oh yeah. So you've been listening this whole time. You haven't really spoke up. Yeah. You've listened to some of the study. I know you like to binge the studies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Much like your porn. So whatever. What do you have a thought on this? Like, how, how do you feel about all this? Two dongs don't make a rat. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We need some laughter. It reminds here, me okay. of a movie that had like the two hot dogs on the bottom that said, "Hey, buddy, does this look right?" I'm kidding. Okay, listen. I got you. Okay. 
Well, so, listen. That was a hard one to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> listen, I have friends. I have families, uh, members that are gay. Um, I have no problem. I've never, you know, um, I don't have no problem with it. I yeah. mean, I really don't. I mean, God created each and every one of us for his plan. Yeah. And Tiziana made a good point at her last, the, the, the five one, that, that she believes that people are born gay. Well, mm-hmm. that would be God's plan if they are born gay, which is completely understandable where you're coming from. Um, but, you know, I, you know, there's more scripture about not judging other people than there is about being married or adultery or, or, or you know, um, homosexuality. So just, just, I don't know. Like I've always said, you do you, you know? So, I mean, that's technically I, I, like and gay, you do whoever. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but we're all sinners, you know. Yeah. I mean, I have a a nasty, dirty path or a past, and, and I just, you know, I don't. Yeah. You, wait till you see his path, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, and he doesn't wear shoes when he walks in. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Look at the bottom of my feet, Sarita. Yes, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't. It's only on I don't, TV. Yeah. I don't feel the need to protest or. You know, I think sometimes uh, Christian people do that because they know if they believe that that is a sin, that is the one sin that they are not going to commit. That's why they're so passionate about it. Right. Like, there's a 99.9 plus 1% that I'm not going to be gay today, tomorrow, or 50 years down the road. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can protest against gay if I wanted to, this but I don't. That's a very good point. It's an easy it, other. It's, it's an easy, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What You know, so, I don't know. Just You know, I, I, I was— when you guys were talking, well, about, we can't like, love people if we're bashing their heads in with right. you know their their own pride flag, mm-hmm. or exactly. with our right. own or being our own pridefulness in yep. that yep. in that moment. Yeah, because just prideful Christians are terrible. Too. Because no matter what you think about the Ten Commandments, Jesus said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength." And the second is as love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that that there are no laws against that, and, and go, that fulfills the law. And then go make yes. disciples. Yeah. 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 Right. So if you have, um, I guess that's where we always come back as the boroughs, is we always remember that, you know, when I see Christ on the cross, he's dying for the ungodly. That's me. That's what I see. That includes me. And that my path has been a mess. And why do I feel like I deserve it? Well, a lot of times I don't. I don't feel like I deserve that kind of grace and love. I just don't. And that's, I think that's natural for a lot of us to not feel like we're worthy of something. But yet he did think that you were worthy of that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the Bible does teach us, is that he loved us that way. And that's unique, because that's not in a whole lot of other religions, right? That's very unique to the Christian faith. But I think what we've done is we've taken it and we've sort of turned it into a thing to bash people with, rather than what it was, which means, which is really about self-sacrifice and about loving others and giving uh, rather than receiving, you know? Which is what Ralph's talking about. Just all we need is love. Yeah. Yep. So, is all, are all uh, hearts and minds clear tonight? Well, Tiziana, thank you yes. for the time oh, yes. and effort yes. you put into that. Yeah, absolutely. I do think it we solved awesome. the church's view on homosexuality. <laughs> 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 it's very clear. It's very clear now. Yeah, it's very clear now. again. Would that be a great time to mention Patreon? No. No, but he's... He's right. He's right. Um, Tiziana, not very many people put that much effort into it. Man. And then leave their family 
and come in here and then make it happen just to talk Man, about your it. studies Listen, are so Listen, it was perfectly awesome. easy for You're me to leave the family. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home mom. It was not hard to get in that car driving. Like, <laughs> just having a hard time driving back. <laughs> Listen, I love him, but like daddy's putting him to bed, so yeah. like he's doing the one going, I don't want to read that story. That's, Listen, it was not that's hard. That's actually not totally true. If you remember, you had to pay somebody to come in and babysit. Oh, yeah, well, you had to bring yeah, the yeah. baby in. You had to stop and nurse. Like there's, yes. you Well, have, there's no. that. Yeah, yeah, all you that know? stuff. Yeah. Right? So I have one question for you, Rick. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm... I think you converted, but you, I, I don't know. So you first started to say that homosexuality is a sin. Yes. Right. And uh-huh. you still believe that. I do. Is that, so are these people going to hell? No. Like, like, so. Not but, if they know but, Jesus Christ is their savior. Yes, but anybody but, that doesn't but have you Jesus can Christ. Repent, but you, if you are living, if you think it's a sin, then they are committing a sin daily, right? So am I. Yes, but you also repent from that. Right. That's that's the difference between Tiziana and myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Tiziana okay. does just, not see yeah. it as a, okay. you know because <laughs> let's let's be honest with mm-hmm. let me look at you dead in the face. Yeah. Um that's that is just sincerely how I read it in the Bible. Sure. Okay. Um do I believe that homosexuals are different than me when it comes to just our relationship to God. No, because I think that I've got my, I got a lot of my own things and I got things that I don't talk about and whatever that I, that are my own issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, to me, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do I think, Oh, a homosexual is going to hell. I, I, I don't say it that way. I say that, of course, I don't believe in eternal conscious torment. So I think everybody knows yeah, that. That's true. So, but okay, I, I say, I say that, um, those who reject Christ do not go to be with him. There you go. Yeah, but you're also saying that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and begin the process of reconciliation, that eventually your homosexuality will fall away. No. no. How, how could that happen? That's what I'm curious about. So then I'm a liar, that- and I still have tendencies okay. inside me to want to lie at well, times that, that okay. I'm still that guy. Okay. I'm covered okay. by the blood, just there like are they people. are covered by the blood. Are they going to continue to be practicing homosexuals? Someone say, well, they can't be. They can't be. I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do I don't the things do, I, I do. should do. Therefore, I know that it's yeah. a sin within me. Yes. How do I escape this body of death? Thanks be to Jesus right. Christ. There, okay. there so, have been yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I see what you're saying. But that's just really, it sounds like that's really just kind of like the fundamental difference between me and basically everybody is that yeah. with my study and with my with the work that I've done and, you know, as much as I can. And like, even, even the way that I tried to describe it in the, in the the podcast, you can't really fully encapsulate all of the stuff that I read. You you just have to like summarize. By the end, I just thought you were born in New England. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no. But, you know, so, but like, so at the end of it, so even after all of that, that work, like it still is just like everybody here still goes, that's a great job, but I still think that homosexuality is a sin. And I'm the only one that like thinks that as a fundamental sin, having a homosexual orientation is not in itself a sin. Scripturally, we're under the covenant of grace. Grace is not parsed specifically how we want it to be applied. Right, grace. Grace is applied and just across because, just because we don't want to love. So, just because we want to love somebody doesn't mean that they're they're not sinning, and we can't call out. The I sin. mean, when we get to mm-hmm. the next level, okay. we may see people that we have condemned mm-hmm. based on something they've done to either me, anybody else, or things they were doing for themselves. Yeah, they'll we we will see them there. Yeah, and we don't know why they're there. We condemn them not to be there, but they'll be there. Mm-hmm. But they're still under the same covenant that we all are on. And that's mm. the covenant of grace. Well, can we do something fun to end this? Yes. Tiziana, will you teach us the fruit of the spirit song? 
Oh my <laughs> gracious! Don't y'all know it? The Come on, of the spirit of love, the, joy, sing it. Peace, no, I kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control. She has a different one. Mine that was our BBS song. Mine was the one that I knew of as a kid. It was like, um, it was like love, joy, and peace. Yeah. Patience, uh, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, and peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the spirit of God. And then you, you find it in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And if you're walking close to God, these fruits will grow in you and you'll have love, joy, and peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit of God. All right. We sang that so much wow. when I was a kid. Gardner she Country got to the, Chapel. She got to the chorus there. I was thinking Christmas song. Oh, side note. This might You guys might take this wrong, but Gay Pride Month and how it offends a lot of people is no different than Christmas uh, screwing up with the atheist people who just want to enjoy the winter. <laughs> okay. Or who want to celebrate okay. solstice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrap it I up. I thought he said he wanted to I don't know any <laughs> atheist that, that yeah. like hates Christmas or dislikes it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, okay. and I'm Sorry. not. And also, I'm not mad. Like, I didn't necessarily have a goal of like converting everybody in the right. whole wide world. I just wanted to like describe like the the deep studies that I had done and why I had done it and how long I had done and wh- how I came to that conclusion. Yes. Just for my own self, and so like. Like, you know, whatever. It's fine. Well, thank you so much for doing that yeah. study. I yep. appreciate it. Thank I will not much. be you doing something now, that extensive You can again, do something you different. <laughs> you, can, you can think of something well. different. I would like for you guys to do a study of Mary Magdalene someday. And thank you. And, and the study you guys were talking about earlier sounds fun. Oh, yeah. Yes, that Great sounds culture. really good. I yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I so did Billy, Mary Magdalene. Not Mary Magdalene. Mary, the mother of Jesus. I'm so sorry. Oh. Um, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking you, about, Willis? <laughs> Mary, the mother of Jesus yeah. is what I want There's to a big old spider the like right the there just chilling. And I just Billy. want to point that out. You know I mean? He's been crawling He's all over the Billy, thanks for being here. I've been blocking him from the, from the flies away. Jerry. <laughs> See ya. It's from Bye, y'all. Billy's you, filthy path. Andy. <laughs> Solved it. <laughs> big Daddy. Oh, and yeah. Ralph, thanks for being here. We will talk to you guys again next time on the Burrows of Berea. Peace out. Later. Bye, y'all. Hey, guys. This is Rick from the Burrows of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea. You'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. I mean, I just literally got here, Uh, so so I'm prepared. It's so ready. I, I left my house. I will have all of you know I left my house well over an hour ago. Sure. It, it, what happened is they shut down 20... No, what happened is they said, ooh, Tiziana's going to drive down to Hendersonville. Mm. Let's destroy her life. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. But the way they destroyed my life was they shut down the Fletcher exit. And so it was like one-way traffic. But you know how like everybody sees that it's going to merge? So instead of just merging like polite good citizens... 
they just like pound through yeah. the right hand lane as fast as possible and then like cause a bottleneck at the front where all those self-seeking non-Christians were trying to <laughs> get in front of everybody. Self-seeking. Yeah. I know. I, this is why I, I shouldn't see, but this is why I shouldn't drive. This is why I need a self-driving car because like every ounce of me that's not saved just comes out. Like yes. when I'm, when, I like, think that's normal Christianity the right me, there. All the parts <laughs> of me, like as soon as I get into traffic, I'm just like, I'm gonna kill all of you. <laughs> like it's not good. It's not holy. Aren't you glad you don't live like in Los Angeles on the true half of or whatever? No, I'd or even in, in Seattle. No, ew, ew. That's Atlanta. my family's from Seattle. Every time I go there, I'm just like, I sit in the back seat and keep my eyes closed. I'm you like, I can't. Um, movie. Um, I can't ah, it's got Jim Carrey in it with the animals. Head detective. Oh, yeah. yes. You know when he bust out in that big monster truck? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would love to. I just really want a self-driving if, car. If I, I had a, enough money, yeah. I, I would my truck would have this big nice front bumper on the front yes, of it. Yes, like a cattle. And, and a, a yes. cattle bumper. So you could push people. Wow. Yes. I'd be like Dale Earnhardt, get them loose and put them in the wall. I there just would I just want to sit backwards Bristol, like Andy said. Yeah. I just want to sit backwards and not watch. I don't I don't want to be involved in it at all. I don't. I, I it's don't. not because like it's not because I'm a particularly angry driver. It's because it's just like it's uncomfortable and, I, I, and it's, awkward so and boring. And, and it's just I like, I feel like yeah. I'm wasting my time. Do. That's it. I feel like I'm wasting I'm my time. Wasting my I'm time. already wasting my time by the fact that I'm driving, period. Now I'm double wasting it because you jerks can't just merge like normal people. And now I have to be here. It took me two hours to go 22 miles. Well, no, took me 22 minutes to go two miles. Yeah, that's out of control. Uh, you well, need the, a Johnny well, Cab. Well, the population now won't. I, Johnny ha- Cab. Johnny Cab. I love that movie. That was That's my favorite it's movie. It's one of the best movies of all time. That's a good movie. What movie is it? Total Recall. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, original yeah, yeah. the original is legit. Yeah. 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 Thanks for the ride. <laughs> right before <laughs> yeah. his head explodes. Yes. It's a great movie. All right, movie. we should probably get rolling, folks. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are we rolling, Andy? I like Philip K. Dick and all his uh, movies. Yeah, we're going. Mm. All right. Oh, all right. Philip Gray. Blade Runner. Has anybody total had recall. more movies made on a percentage basis of their total work than Philip K. Dick? I don't know. I doubt it. Because, like, he's Stephen had, King? like... Oh, Stephen, Stephen King. Stephen King, Paycheck. Yeah, Total but recall. not on a percentage basis. <coughs> Philip K. Dick, it's like almost everything that man penned has been made into a movie at least once. Oh, it's, really? It's he's like, probably got about seven. So on, it, it may like, be King, but uh, I think there's about seven. Well, no, he's right. But Philip, K. Dick, Philip K. Dick isn't as prolific of a writer as Stephen King. Right. That's oh, by no. far. Yeah, Stephen so. King is very yeah, as a prolific. Percentage. Yeah. He's very verbose, and I can't. Uh, very liberal too. Well, one of my favorite things on Family Guy. He has one, one of the best things about him. He has one paragraph that's just one sentence. Yeah. I'm like, could you put a period or a comma somewhere in Not here? a chance. See, I think like that, so no problem. Although I'm not a big <laughs> You don't yeah. think in commas? No. I'm not a big Stephen King I have fan. Pauses though, in but. my thoughts. Yes, I yes, do. You do think in commas. Man, so and I judge I you have. by your non-usage. <laughs> I, my problem with Stephen King is that he goes Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court a little too frequently for me, mm. which is to say he backs, he writes because he doesn't outline his books. If he writes himself into a corner, he goes, and then magic. And that's how he solves the problem. <laughs> and that's kind of where he loses me because he's an amazing writer, but he'll write himself into a corner and magic his way out Isn't of that it. Isn't that the way Tolkien did, though, with the Lord of the Rings? It's yeah. like the entire final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, every yeah. time. They were something just like, was- um. <laughs> <laughs> they destroyed that very show. But the very book wasn't so. like that. Very yeah, but the book was book. excellent. Yeah, yeah. But they got beyond the books. They got beyond the books. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he yes. quit writing them. Well, it's J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, J.R.R. Tolkien was like, <laughs> oh, sorry, and the Lord sorry. of the Eagles. Sorry. Here comes the dragon. <laughs> All right, let's get yeah. started. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs>